In the name of Jesus, amen. Please be seated. As we approach the end of the church year, we recall the return of Christ and the final judgment. According to Jesus, in today's gospel lesson, it will be a frightful day. There will be signs and sun and moon and stars, he says, and on the earth distress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. It's not a pretty picture, is it? I'd like to take a few moments and look at the hymn that we just sang. So if you'll, now that you've carefully tucked your bulletin away, get it back out. Turn to page 12. We're going to look at some of the, some of the stanzas here. If this is your first time singing it, you're probably thinking, that's a long hymn. But ask yourself, if we cut this hymn off at stanza four, there'd be no gospel at all. This hymn really is masterful at letting the law ring out so that we know all the things that we deserve that our Lord Jesus has taken upon himself for us. So the hymn puts it like this in stanza one, the day is surely drawing near when Jesus, God's anointed, and all his power shall appear as judge whom God appointed. Then fright shall banish idle mirth, that is glee or laughter, and flames on flames shall ravage earth as scripture long has warned us. Then the final trumpet sounds, the earth is shaken, the dead will rise and the book of our sins will be opened, revealing before everyone all that has been done, said, thought, and seen by you. As stanza three puts it, the books are opened then to all, a record truly telling what each has done, both great and small, when he on earth was dwelling and every heart be clearly seen, and all be known as they have been in thoughts and words and actions. All sins revealed. Then the picture gets worse. As if having all your private sins exposed for all to see isn't bad enough, the judgment of sin then follows. Stanza four. Then woe to those who scorn the Lord and sought but carnal, that is fleshly, pleasures, who here despised his precious word and loved their earthly treasures. With shame and trembling they will stand, and at the judge's stern command to Satan be delivered. The thought of the last day, the destruction of the world, the final judgment, our sins exposed for all to see, and eternal torment in hell. We know that in our sin, we rightly deserve these things, and it is terrifying. But your Lord Jesus is telling you all of this specifically so you wouldn't fear. Yes, there will be fear and chaos for those who don't know who Jesus is or why he's coming, but you will know. Verse 28, now when these things begin to take place, 
straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Your redemption is drawing near. All the fear and chaos on the last day and final judgment is not for those who belong to Jesus. And nothing that happens on that day can undo what Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. Salvation was won for you there, and he meant it. And he has baptized you into his name, as he did a moment ago for Charlotte, Charlotte Ann. He has baptized you into his name, and so you belong to him. And Jesus is coming to get what belongs to him. Your sins have been washed away, and you are covered in his righteousness. At the final judgment, when the books are opened, and your life is open for all the world to see, you will find that the sins of your youth, the shame, the lust, the evil words, the lies, it's not there. Instead, the book calls you holy, perfect, righteous, and good. How? All the sins of your body were nailed to the cross with Jesus' body. The sins of your thoughts were nailed to the cross with Jesus' thoughts. The sins of your mouth were nailed to the cross and forgiven as Jesus spoke, Father, forgive them with his mouth. As we sing in stanza five of the hymn, my Savior paid the debt I owe, and for my sin was smitten, it is beaten. Within the book of life, I know my name has now been written. I will not doubt, for I am free. And Satan cannot threaten me. There is no condemnation. Jesus has shed his blood for you and for your children. Your sins have been paid for. There is no reason to fear or dread the last day, for it brings you redemption. Now, it might be helpful to picture the final return of Christ as a classic story of a medieval damsel in distress. The villain has kidnapped the princess. He took her back to his castle and locked her in the dungeon where she waits in fear. But her husband will not stop. He won't stop at anything to save her. He'll even sacrifice himself for his bride. So he gathers his forces, forms his army, gets all the king's horses and all the king's men, and rides in to save his bride. Everyone inside the castle walls can hear the armies approaching, the horses, the yelling, and the marching. As the invading army starts in with the battering rams and catapults, the castle begins to shake and creak and fall apart, and everyone inside the castle is afraid. Well, almost everyone. The princess is not afraid. She hears the same things as everyone else, but it means something different for her. She hears all that noise, all those shakes and yells, but she knows that it's her husband coming to rescue her. Notice that inside the castle, 
the princess hears the same noises and feels the same rumbling as everyone else, but she is not afraid. It's for her rescue. Everyone else hears and feels the same stuff, yet unlike the princess, they only mean fear because it means judgment for them. This is the picture of our Lord's return to save his church on the last day. It is a frightful picture, but not for those who are in Christ, not for the bride of Christ who he comes to save. Your redemption draws near. Your Lord is rescuing you. His hands are marked by the nails, and he comes to gather you into his arms and to take you to safety as the castle is burned down behind you. All the events that Jesus said would occur in the last days have been happening ever since he predicted that they would. Wars, pandemics, earthquakes, persecutions, and all the rest. So we are living in the last days now. Jesus can come back at any time. But whether we meet him when he comes on the last day, or we meet him at the end of each of our lives, the Lord does not want us to panic or fear in the uncertainty of death or the uncertainty of his return. You know your redemption draws near. Your Savior paid the debt you owe. You know that death has been overcome for you and that when you meet him, you meet the Lord who has died for sinners. You belong to him and he doesn't want you to fear. The Lord who comes does not come to punish you. He comes to rescue you. In the name of Jesus, amen. We stand for prayer.